What's up, y'all? Welcome to Night Kids After Dark Podcast for March 20th, 2023. I'm your host, BTG Plays, alongside my co-host, Yano Nick. What's up, What's man? Up? Well, how are you doing, bro? Uh, I'm good. Uh, kids are sick. It's weird. Like, they just they just got sick, like, over the weekend. My son got a cough. My daughter got a stomach bug. Oh, no. It's wild. What's going on, Luca Blossom 8? Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, yeah. Other than that, man, uh, the weekend was cool. It was long. I did a lot of, I had to do some repairs on our cars and stuff, but other than that, it was good. What about you, man? I found out how much it's going to cost for them to, uh, fix my car. It's going to cost $3,000. What? Uh, of it's being covered by the insurance. So I only have to pay 500. Thank God. But yeah. are you deductible? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. A lot of countries don't even have car insurance. They don't? So what happens mm. when their car, something happens to it? Just buy a new one, I guess. I don't <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> I guess. But I feel, feel like this is a, I mean, it's not off topic. We talk about video games here, but I feel like insurance is such a scam. Right. But like, yeah, because I mean, think about it, right? You pay all this money throughout the year, right? For your insurance, and that costs three thousand dollars to fix. You've probably paid more than three thousand dollars in insurance. You know what? Good point. Yes. And now I you have. still got to give them five hundred dollars. <laughs> like what? That that kind of defeats the purpose, then. And it's like, dang. But then, like, also on top of that, I feel like if we didn't have insurance, like if nobody had insurance, there wasn't insurance on vehicles. You'd have a lot more safe drivers out there. People be like, nah, fuck that, because if my car gets fucked up, I ain't going to be able to go to work. Like, nah, let me drive slow. Let me go to the speed limit. It's interesting because you're right. If we didn't have insurance, everyone would be a little bit more mindful on these roads. Especially like drunk driving. I'd be like, oh, hell. <laughs> like, cause it's crazy. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we just need to get rid of insurance. But I don't know. It's still got that's idiots out there. a billion dollar business. That's why I won't go anywhere. That is exactly why I won't go anywhere. But I mean, other than that, yeah, everything else is cool. Uh, you got a birthday coming up this weekend, right? I do. I have a birthday coming up. Um, uh, we'll be able to celebrate with Rainbow Kisses, BTG, uh, Rookie G might be coming out as well as possibly Comet, Crimson Comet. So. Uh, Rainbow Kisses will be there. We won't see too many of the other Night Kids members, possibly. We'll see. We'll see. We but shall see. Good. All right. Well, enough about. I'm excited about that, but enough about your uh, 50th birthday. <laughs> uh, today's stories include Good Burger 2, some sad news Lance Riddick passed away, and more. Because this is Night Kids After Dark Podcast, where gamers discuss gamers' things every Monday and Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on twitch.tv slash Team Night Kids. Um, if you're watching live, uh, you can join our Discord, and on Thursdays, we have a segment called Getting to the Pot of Gold with Rainbow Kisses, where it's like our Night Kids Q&A. So pretty much, you guys can put in questions in there. Uh, we only do that live on Thursdays. And if you're there, we answer your questions. It gets kind of crazy, like some crazy questions are asked. Uh, but it's a fun time. Um, yeah, so you join our Discord, and you can add your questions in the pot of gold thread, and those questions will be asked on Thursday. Uh, if you don't want to watch live, you can always watch later on YouTube.com 
slash at team night kids 682 or you can listen on podcast services by searching the four words night kids after dark uh and remember if you like the show ad free hit that sub button or your amazon prime don't waste it if you got it use it uh housekeeping uh yannick yano nick is still working on his katsukan interview video editing which is, is hard editing is hard work it takes a lot which is why sometimes these podcast videos come a couple couple days late on Spotify because I'm like, man, like it it is a lot of work. Uh, but that is for the oh, most good. One thing. Um. So getting to the pot of gold, I I noticed that we get a lot of uh viewer engagement. You guys get to ask us questions. And BTG, I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you feel as though any questions are off the table or not on the table. Did I word that correctly? No, you got it rare. Any questions off the table? Um, we talk about everything. Seems no. Yeah, I was going to say I don't really think anything's off the table. I mean, if you ask me something that's like racist, obviously that's off the table. Uh, uh try to stay away from religious stuff. Like we don't want to offend. We have a good time. We don't want to offend anybody though. At the same time. But we definitely have a good time. But yeah, I don't think anything's off the table. Howdy, guys. What's going on? What's up, Rainbow? <clears throat> so what we're going to do is, yeah, it's time for some news. So let's get to it. Uh, we got six news stories today. And we're going to be starting with story number one. If you want to take this one, you know. Good Burger. Coming to you from comicbook.com. Good Burger 2 confirmed for 2023 by Ken, Kenan and Kel Thomas. Uh, Paramount Plus is saying welcome back to Good Burger. On Friday during an appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, it was confirmed that the second Good Burger film is officially happening. Franchise star Kenan Thomas and Kel Mitchell, Kel Mitchell will reprise their roles from the original 1997 film which originated from the series of sketches on all that production is expected to begin in may and the film will then premiere on paramount plus later this year dang professor daxter said he thought kill died years ago he always trying to wish death on people he thinks everybody's dead like what in the world what kill is not dead <laughs> he just hasn't i actually he was on a disney show again where he was like some celebrity and his son is actually not his son but the, the actor who plays his son in the show is the star of the show and he was working with um keenan uh Keenan on um the new Ray, who's Keenan and who's Kel? So Keenan is the guy who does uh <laughs> right right okay okay yeah yeah and does uh and Keenan's been on yeah he's been on SNL this whole time yeah that's right and uh they both work on uh episodes for all the new all of that but um I have not seen the new all of that whether or not it is any good but I'm not a kid so I. I don't, I don't know if they would hit the same for me, but I still want to check it out. Well, let's take a look at this uh, from the Jimmy Fallon show. This is what confirmed that it was coming. If it goes in the full screen or not. Okay. Twitter don't like me today. 
Keenan! What's up, bud? What's up, bud? Big show tonight, man. Big, big burger too in that. What's that? I, I don't know. I'm waiting for him to come in right now. <laughs> yeah! Kel, <laughs> what are you doing? It's supposed to be Keenan and Kel on the Tonight Show, not Keenan and Ed. Right, Jimmy? Jimmy! What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> hey, you're Ed. Who am I? Uh, Jed? No. Uh, Dad? Son? Well, now that my kid's here, can you guys help me start the show? Sure. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger 2, home of the Good Burger 2. Can I take your order too? I can't wait. That's gonna be so good. He said, uh, uh, two's after one. Oh man, yeah. I think I am excited about that. Uh what will Good Burger 2 be about? In Good Burger 2, Dexter Reed Thompson is down on his luck after oh, so they already have the plot out. That's cool. Is down on his luck after another one of his inventions fails. Ed welcomes Dex back to Good Burger with open arms and gives him his old job back. With a new crew working at Good Burger, Dex devises a plan to get back on his feet, but unfortunately puts the fate of Good Burger at risk once again. Dang. So that is the plot. Hmm. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. So I don't, this isn't going to theaters. No. So it's definitely. That's a good call. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be worth a watch. Like, I'm okay with that. Man. And do you, so now he's running Good Burger? He wasn't running it before. So Luca Blossom, as a European, I'm very confused. So I'll break it down for you. So there was a, there's a children's network, Nickelodeon, uh, and Good Burger, well, the characters from Good Burger, it's pretty much a restaurant, a fast food restaurant. They were on a skit show called All That, but it became its own movie called Good Burger. And it's literally about two people who work at this place called Good Burger competing with a new hamburger franchise called Mondo Burger who makes these big burgers. And Ed, who is the goofy one who's like kind of slow, he makes this special sauce which makes Good Burger like the talk of the town. So it's just a fun time, funny movie. Like it's, yeah, it's that's all it is. It's just a comedy. <laughs> it's a There's, good comedy. Yeah, it's a good comedy. Stupid humor. Oh, but, man. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I am excited about it. It bring, brings back some 90s vibes. I'm excited to see them back in play. Better than House Party 5? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is a good film. House Party, you... oh, House Party 5 is the new one that just came out, right? Uh, yeah, I haven't, it just came out. I haven't heard good things about it, but I haven't, yeah. I'm excited. Never heard it. Never heard a good burger. Check it out. You just want to watch a stupid movie? Google it. I mean, try I to find good burger. Yeah. yeah. You'll see some cool clips. All right. So, I mean, anything on that before we move on to the next one? Uh, the only thing I wanted to say on the good burger uh, point is, is that I'm wondering if it's going to be for like, who's this target audience? Cause obviously we all know, you know, 30, 40 and up, you know, even 20s, we're going to know these this show. But I'm wondering if we take our kids, are the kids are going to just enjoy it as a film or are they going to? Hmm. I, to be honest, I think this movie is specifically targeting 
kids who grew up in the 90s and know what Good Burger is. I don't think they're trying to start any new franchise or anything off of it. I think they're just doing it just to do it. So hopefully, hopefully it'd just be a whole bunch of nostalgia and having fun and then a bunch of us old heads running around talking about welcome to good burger home of the good burger can yeah, i take your order that. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> so, oh and now you know they're gonna bring because ed loves orange soda he's gonna be like oh. who loves orange soda wait did it wait 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 wait, wait. so we're we're blending shows here uh, oh wait that was a different show that was right. the well, no, no, that was the Keenan and Kel show. They could mix them up. They could mash them together. Yeah, I hope they. I hope they do uh, mix it. That was such a good show. <laughs> what? Why is Lily looking at condom commercials after we just talked about Good Burger? Crazy. All right, uh, let's move on to news story number two. Which is not good news. It's very sad news. Um, so I don't know if you if you guys don't know, uh, Lance Reddick has passed away at the age of sixty. Um, so Destiny, this comes from Game Informer. Destiny Two Horizon Forbidden West actor Lance Reddick dies at sixty uh, by Wesley LeBlanc. Uh, Lance Reddick, perhaps best known for his H- role in HBO's The Wire, has died. He was 60 years old. At the time of this writing, the cause of death is unknown, but according to TMZ, law enforcement sources say it appears to be natural. Uh, Deadline was also able to confirm through the actor's public relations representative that Reddick has died. Uh, beyond The Wire, Reddick also had roles in other shows like Fringe, Lost, Bosch, and even last year's Resident Evil series on Netflix, which... It was horrible, but Lance Reddick was great. That's probably the only reason why I gave it a shot. And he was great in it. He played Wesker. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. His movie credits include the John Wick franchise, which he is in John Wick. If anybody's seen the John Wick series with Keanu Reeves, he works at the Assassin's Hotel. Uh, uh, he was promoting the latest John Wick 4, which hits theater soon just this week. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong and more. Uh, on the video game side of things, you might recognize him as the voice actor behind Destiny 2 Zavala. He also provided his voice and likeness to Sillind in PlayStation Horizon series and Martin Hatch in Remedy's Quantum Break. Uh, below are statements from Destiny 2 developer Bungie, Horizon Forbidden West developer Gorilla, and Reddick's wife Stephanie Reddick. Uh, Lance was taken uh from us far too soon thank you for all your overwhelming love support and beautiful stories shared on these platforms over the last day i see your messages and can't begin to express how grateful i am to have them and to thousands of destiny players who played a special tribute to lance thank you lance loved you as much as he loved the game donations may be made to moms momcares.org in baltimore his hometown and he's from baltimore oh wow so he's he's local to us i did not even know this until after hearing this uh story but it definitely sucks uh for all the destiny fans y'all know who he was he was savala he was the titan he was one of the bosses one of the big you know helped us save the universe or is still helping us save the universe but yeah he's passed away at 60 60 so young to be honest like these days uh but uh even with that of course, you know, Destiny players 
did something for him. Uh, Destiny, this comes from Kotaku, Le Levi Winslow. Destiny players pay tribute to Lance Reddick, uh, their fallen commander. Uh, eyes up, Guardians, which is what Lance used to say in the game all the time. So it says, eyes up, Guardians, we're fucking crying over here. Uh, Lance Reddick, the actor who's been lending his voice to games ranging from the Horizon series to Quantum Break, passed away Friday. He was 60 years old. Uh, we know all this. He was in John Wick The Wire. Destiny players know him best as commander of the last city, the Awoken Guardians of Vala. Now, folks who've heard the news of Reddick's death are flocking to his in-game character to honor him as their forever commander and wholesome display of gamer solidarity. Zavala is a mainstay in the Destiny universe, one of the first characters you meet after waking up in the original game and blasting your way through an alien infested planet. Zavala could be found in the tower's war room alongside K6 and Ikora Ray. A kind of stoic blank slate in the beginning, he would primarily sling a variety of titan armor in silence. However, he's been given a lot of emotional backstory in the years since, with the character evolving in significant ways. He's more talkative when you see him in the tower now. Standing alone and looking out at the Traveler, pont pontificating on the state of the world and his role in it, Reddick's dulcet tones. Uh, in last year's Wish Witch Queen expansion, he grappled with his faith as cosmic forces challenged it, which gave Reddick even more room to flex in Zavala's character and personality. Uh, subsequent seasons revealed a familiar tragedy from his past that still haunted him. Infamous lines memed in into oblivion like, We've stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars also gave way to intimate personal tales of grief and struggle. So with the news that Reddick has suddenly passed away due to what police are saying is natural causes, many Guardians are now paying their respects to the beloved Titan Commander, heading to the Tower to pay tribute to him as best they can. Uh, games jour journalist Sanaya Ahmed shared a picture of gatherers at the Tower, writing that some players were giving each other emote hugs. Yeah, so this is yeah, this is Zavala. He's in the tower all the time. So now everybody's hanging out by him. And pretty much, yeah, it's a sad day. Sad day for Destiny. They're all huddled around Zavala. Dang. But yeah. Um Oh, know, here uh, here's voice. Oh. Hey yo. Is Zavala here? Coming at you? Doing another destiny session? It's wild. It's wild. Eyes up. Oh, what the heck? Guardians. Eyes up. Yes. Huge loss. Huge loss to the gaming community. Movies, films. It's just a big loss. He's done a lot of voice acting work. Like, tons of work. I had no idea that he did such uh such cartoons and anime <clears throat> what cartoons did he do because yeah he did do a lot of cartoons i'll pull them back up um he did oh apologize i had it up Oh, he was in Percy Jackson. Blacklist. Oh, Oz. He was in Oz? Yeah, he was in the Castlevania uh, oh, yeah, an anime series. 
Rick and Morty. He was the um CIA or or military person. I forgot his name. He was in the new DuckTales. He was. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He he was in um uh, what's it called? Well, we knew he was in Monster Party. I'm not unfamiliar with what that is. Monster Party. I wish I wouldn't get all these ads. <laughs> you need an ad blocker. He was in Batman Unburied. Oh, that podcast series, and he did Thomas Wayne's voice for that. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He he's he's done a lot of work over the years, and truly, um, when I got the news on my timeline, I was just like, I'm always so skeptical because. I get a lot of stuff that says, oh, this thing is going on. But, you know, I always do my personal research. And then I saw that he actually did pass away. But they wouldn't they didn't know what he passed away from. So that's why I was skeptical of it. And um, and then it was popping up even more. And then when it showed up on my Twitter timeline, I knew I knew it was for real. He also did Falcon's voice. For the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes TV series. Oh, wow. Did a lot, man. Just taken too soon. Alright, well, rest in peace, Lance, man. Definitely rest in peace. Destiny will never be the same. Wow. Never be the same. Did, uh, did you get a chance to play, well, because, you know, he did do the Resident Evil TV show. Did you get a chance to play Resident Evil 4? The remake? No, I know. Or the yet. demo? The demo's out. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to play it yet. So I played a little bit of oh yeah, the demo, it's just the demo is freaking great. Scary? It's great. Oh man, it's just great. And it's getting like tens out of tens, fours out of fives. Like it's it's just been a really good year for remake games. Like Dead Space, now you got Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I wanna get it now. You should definitely play the demo, though. The demo will make you be like, dang, I want this game. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm a, I'm, if it's on um, Steam, I'm going to... It is on Steam. That's what I played it on. But uh, speaking of Resident Evil 4, it is... This is our next news story from Eurogamer. Resident Evil 4 gets playful anime short ahead of remake release. I didn't even see this. Uh, this is from a Victoria Kennedy. The Resident Evil 4 remake is releasing later this week, which is already out. Uh, and in anticipation, Capcom... Or no, the game is, isn't out, is it? No, no I don't think out. the game's out. The Resident Evil 4 remake is releasing later this week. In anticipation, Capcom has upped its marketing efforts with a short anime based on the game. While I am no anime critic, I have to say it's glorious. Titled Leon... And the Mysterious Village. The first episode was released earlier today. It begins with a certain Mr. Leon S. Kennedy wearing everyone's favorite jacket, searching for Ashley. I wonder where Ashley went, Leon asked himself in a rather casual manner, although this is with his gun still aloft. Ah, a nice villager. Perhaps they will be able to help. Is this like a short of it? Check this out. already love the art style is there no audio you have to unmute it 
I can't. Oh, you can't? No. See if I can fix this for you guys. I'll just go to YouTube. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Yo. Looking for Ashley, episode one. I wonder where Ashley went. Oh, let's ask this person. Do you know where Ashley is? Well, all the villagers look crazy. <laughs> Why? Oh. <laughs> you are dead. <laughs> Yo, why did they do that? Wait, that's how it ends? <laughs> Was that the... <laughs> what? Why did he die like that? Oh my god. That is crazy. Uh, if you haven't played the original Resident Evil 4, or even just his chainsaw demo, you will be well aware these villagers are not here to help. Oh no, sir. They are here to slice and dice until that bell tolls. And slice they do. This anime short ends with a swift blow to Leon's head and an amusing you are dead screen. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you why it's, it is amusing. I want you to see for yourselves with no spoilers because, well, it is quite something. And if you are, for our audio listeners, you should go check it out because the way he dies is pretty hilarious. Uh, and it's only a minute, so uh, you got time. Uh, Eurogamer recently awarded Resident Evil 4 Remake a recommended badge, stating it's about as good as remakes get. Resident Evil 4 Remake uh, displays a confidence in both the original game's strength and its own innovations to deliver something that feels at once intimately familiar to old fans and excitingly fresh for newcomers. If you're looking for something to do ahead of Resi 4's remake release, which is this Friday, March 24th, for PS5, Xbox Series X, S, PS4, and PC via Steam, you can give the game's demo a whirl now, as well as the prequel-like ARG, Baby Eagle is Missing. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you guys haven't tried the demo yet, try it out. If you've never played Resident Evil 4 before, you should try it out. I mean, it's one of the best... One of the bit so Resident Evil did something where they kind of revolutionized third person game or third person point of view games, and they did it great. And I am excited playing the demo. I'm excited to actually play the whole game and see how how much of the new stuff they've brought into the remake, oh. and see how like see how it compares because Resident Evil Four is definitely. For most people, if you ask them what's your favorite Resident Evil 4, if you've played them all, you're usually like, yeah, 4 is, four is the best. Yeah, 4 was the best one. But I, I do believe, um, like, all right, for example, way back when, the before the internet really was accessible as it is today, we had only game magazines to inform us really what games were or word of mouth. and resident evil 4 i had no idea what it was about and um i had the opportunity of renting the game from blockbuster and i ended up not picking it up 
and I regret that decision because now I know what the plot of the game is. So I won't be going in blind versus what everyone else experienced. They their experience going into this town and having literally no idea what's going on. So now how do you create that new atmosphere? I wondered well yeah, I don't I don't know. I just think just being able to see it so like in the new resolution, new graphics, and like being fine tuned to feel like a brand new game, but still the same is it, look, if everybody's saying it's as good as it is, I believe it. But I what you were talking about with like, yeah, we didn't have like videos and stuff and able to watch. Do you think that has hurt video games or made it better? Cause I, I feel like looking at a game at first glance, because we're able to see it all the time, uh, we can immediately see like, oh, the graphics suck. Or like, I'm not into that right away, right? But back then, you had to go to Blockbuster, rent the game, or you had to look at the box art and be like, I think this is the kind of game I want to play, right? <laughs> Just based off of box art. <laughs> right, yeah. And if you got it, even if it wasn't your type of game, you played it anyway and may have grown to love that game and be like, oh, dang, you know. Because it's yours now. You, yeah. you could try to return it, but you know how returning games were back then. Oh, man. So, yeah, do you think this is hurt? Has it hurt people from, like, experimenting and trying different stuff? Or Absolutely not. Um, I, I do believe it has changed, but no, I, to answer your question, I don't think it's hurt the uh, gaming industry. If anything, it's, it, it's drawn more people in because now people are talking about, you know, man, what did you do this weekend? And, oh, I played this crazy you know, remake of a game, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, what's it about? They hear about it, and they're just like, oh, that's either too much for me, or, you know what, let me try this out. Let me, you know, let me look it up, Google it, or whatever. But um, what do you say to people who say they ran out of ideas for games, you know, uh, they, they're only doing remakes now? How, how do you respond to someone like that? Uh, I quote Lion King and say it's the circle of life because <laughs> I mean it, it happens in everything it happens in books it happens in film it happens in television I mean one story is almost always the retelling of another story or multiple stories in some way shape or form always but yeah that's I mean I, I've I've heard I've heard con like a lot of people talking about like games are getting worse and like I'm like I don't really believe that. I think I think the consumer has changed. I think there's a bigger audience for it and you may feel like games are getting worse to you but they might not be feeling worse to other people. So I think I just think the audience has changed. It's gotten bigger. So definitely bigger. <clears throat> I remember it was a niche market. I remember right. only nerds and, and geeks play video games. Now it just seems like everybody in their grandmother plays. Like literally. Yeah. Literally. All right. Well, let's get to news story number four. 
Uh, this one isn't about gaming, it's about tech. And it is about Google Glass. This comes from PC Gamer. After a decade of hanging on, Google officially discontinues the last of its glass headsets. Glass is going the way of Stadia. Uh, this is from Ted Lynchfield. Google recently announced that it will be officially discontinuing its Google Glass Enterprise Edition AR headsets while long out of consumer market. Uh, the widely publicized wearable computer slash heads up displays was still being offered for potential business customers. Thank you for over a decade of innovation and partnerships. Google wrote in its announcement as of March 15th, 2023, we will no longer sell glass enterprise edition. We will continue supporting glass enterprise edition until September 15th, 2023. Uh, if you're at all like me, you saw this news and thought, wait, Google glass was, wasn't discontinued like eight years ago. Turns out it had this extended second life for industrial and medical settings for some time since. Uh, back in 2013, Glass was another shiny promise of Google future alongside Chrome, Fiber, and its support of Android OS. So yeah, so Google Glass is finally dead. I legit thought it was already dead. Me too, but, I thought so too. But apparently, yes, it has been being used by businesses and medical stuff. And to be, oh man, when Google Glass came out, I was trying to be, oh, I actually got invited to get one of the... Uh, the test versions and they told me they're like oh yeah you're invited to do it but bro that thing cost two thousand dollars and i was like yeah i'm not gonna test this <laughs> that's a lot of money <laughs> but luckily like i did get a chance to like experiment with it uh overseas and it was pretty great like i don't i feel like as far as like ar like this was like the first step in like augmented reality like you could put the google glass on look at street signs overseas and it would automatically translate it and lay the words over it so if you saw a stop sign in another language the stop sign would look american or in english to you wow like it was pretty crazy uh but you know that it was way before its time and it's still ahead of its time people aren't ready to wear tech on their Not faces yet. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is every product that comes, any kind of new tech that really comes out really does start off with the businesses. They, they, they sell it to corporations to try to see if they can get funding and all that other stuff, see if it has real world applications to it. And to be honest with you, I've been working in construction for a little bit over a month now, and I could see how AR would benefit the construction world. Imagine having a, a a site that's already you know demolished, and you have your AR glasses on, and you can already see like the, the blueprint. Thing. Yeah, what? Oh my yeah, god, that would be that dope. Would help so much. And the like the way the AR is coming to like phones now, because you know, like even with your phone now, now your phone can you can hold your camera up to something, and it'll automatically translate it and show it just like how Google Glass used to do. So it's like. It's like they're still moving forward with the tech, but they're moving it into cell phones where people are more comfortable with using and stuff, not wearing it on your face. Look, if it was cheaper, I would yeah, get Google glasses and wear that shit. I would look I would look like I'm I'm not afraid to look like fucking Vegeta. <laughs> His power level is over nine thousand. Right. That would be dope, man. 
my parents visited a, a home where they were, you know, my, they just like looking at residential home, uh, you know, places and just seeing what the costs are and all that other stuff. They don't plan on buying. They just like to visit them. And they went into a home and one of these homes had like they let you scan your phone so that you can then do a augmented reality viewing of the home while you walk around. You could see kind of different plans that they like this this home doesn't have it but the other home would have a bathroom here or have you know a staircase that goes up this way oh so you can you can see multiple builds in one model home mm-hmm. that is dope i actually wish too. i i actually wish that we i had that when i was building my house cuz like yeah it was like they uh they told us all the stuff that you could do but it is different actually seeing it like oh dang like Cause there are some things I would have changed if I could have actually saw it, but yeah, that's cool. Augmented reality is the future. And you know what? When stuff like this fails, you know, who picks up the slack and makes it better or in my opinion, end up making it better. Apple does. Ooh. So when Apple's, they're not even making a VR headset, they're making an AR headset. So they're focusing on augmented reality. So we'll see. see something there. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. Tell me why y'all. I thought uh, BTG was gonna do a. a, <laughs> a he was he was doing a transition into the next story. I thought, oh wait, Apple has an ARS. I, I well, they they've uh, there's definitely been like patents, and they've already like they know they're working on one. We just don't know when uh, it's gonna release, but apparently it's coming close. So. We'll see. Almost here. But that is not our next news story. Uh, news story number five. We're still in tech. But back to video games. <clears throat> the Steam Deck is yep. on sale for the first time ever, along with a bunch of PC games. Coming to you from Kotaku. Uh, here are... Oh, here we are yet again, y'all. Steam is running the annual spring sale from today until March 23, 23rd. <laughs> and not only are there some great deals, you can can snag on much must-play games, which I'll tell you about in a moment. But there's also a 10% discount on the Steam Deck, which you may not want to miss out on. Steam Deck sales are such an epic moment of the PC gaming lifestyle that we have literal memes based on how little we can resist crackling, cracking open a digital wallet. With sales sometimes hitting upwards of 90% off, you lose money by not not buying it at that point. I know, I agree. (laughs) It's a great time to catch up on titles you may have been sleeping on or the perfect opportunity to complete a franchise or two you may have been exploring. This year, to celebrate the one-year anniversary, the Steam Deck is getting a 10% discount during the sale. So you can not only grab a bunch of games to play, but you can also maybe get your hands on one of the coolest sets of gaming hardware currently available celebrate the stream 
Steam Deck's birthday with 10% off. Okay, here we go. So they have a Steam Deck that is 64 gigabytes model with case that's $359 down from $400. So you're getting a deal here. Do you want a Steam Deck? I do actually. Remember, we all tried to, oh, the Game Awards. We all tried to win it at the Game Awards, and none of us won. Oh, no. I, yeah, I really. Lots winning. I know. Yeah, I do want it. So, 64 gig models, what, 359 marked down from 399. 256 is 476 down from 529. And the 512 gig model is 584 marked down from 649. Oh. And then they got, oh, dang, they got a bunch of game, the games that are on sale. Are these only on sale on the Steam Deck or? Oh, are they, no, they're on sale in general. <clears throat> All right, guys. So here's the games that are on sale. And I'm going to tell you get the ones that I definitely recommend you should pick up. Disco Elysium, 100%. Pick that game up. Disco Elysium, the final cup, is $9.99. That's 75% off. <clears throat> uh, Elder Scrolls, if you like Elder Scrolls. Dang, what else is on here? RPGs. Oh, yeah, these are all RPGs. So, oh, Nino, Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch Remastered, $9.99. Undertale. That's a classic game. A, I love Undertale. For $2.99. For $2.99. Uh, the Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings Enhanced Edition is $2.99. 85% off. Oh. RPGs between 10 and 20. Oh, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, $16. If you want all the Final Fantasies, this is a good time to pick them up. They have Octo Octopath Traveler, the first game, 50% off sitting at $29.99. Octopath, Octopath Traveler is a must-have for sure. Tiny Tina Wonderlands is also $29.99. I wanted to get that. I've heard good things, but I kind of I'm over my Borderlands phase. Uh, uh, the the loot loot kind of games. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, forty bucks. If you haven't gotten it yet, that's a good time to get it. Shooters. Ooh, what do they got? All the Metro games. Yeah, all the Metro. Ooh, Dooms. Far Cry Five is eight dollars. Hmm. Dishonor two dollars forty five cent forty nine cents. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Dishonor's good. good. Shooters between ten and twenty. Control. What, Gears? Gears five is on PC now. Oh duh, Xbox. Oh my god. Yeah. Thirteen bucks. Uh, neon white is twenty dollars, twenty percent off. Control is really good. I tried Deathloop. I played it. I couldn't get really get into it. Uh, and I think it's on Game Pass. Shooters over 21. Oh, Half-Life Alex. That's VR. Haven't played that yet. I heard good things about it. Under 10 bucks. Action, survival, horror, and other games. You got... Oh, a Plague Tale. Pretty good. Devil May Cry. If you like those beat-em-up games. Resident Evil's 2, 3, and 7, 10 bucks. 
Metal Gear Solid Five. Isolation was really good. Really? Yeah, like really good scary game. Shoot for eight bucks. It's worth a try. Kind of wanted it myself. I didn't know it. Oh, Days Gone is sixteen bucks for sure. That's a good one. Grand Theft Auto Five, fifteen bucks. If you want Grand Theft Auto again. (laughs) <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise had a good time with that. It's twenty bucks. Uh, Monster Hunter World. I mean, I'd just go with Rise. World is good, but I would just go at Rise now, especially because the Sunbreak expansion is coming out. We talked about Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption two servers going down here on the podcast. Does that mean that if you get the PC, you're only playing the single player mode? I'm not sure about that actually. Was it Red Dead Redemption 2 that was going down? I thought it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Don't quote us on that because I'm not <laughs> sure. Let me I'm checking it out now. 21 bucks and up. Uh God of War, 30 bucks if you want it. PC. Uh Sekiro, if you're into uh, you know the whole uh Elden Ring type games, but Japanese style, Sekiro, good. And that's it for those games. Red Dead Redemption 2 servers are still up. Got it, got it. And then, uh, I'm not going to go to our last story because I just thought of something that I did want to put in here, but I didn't put the story in here. Okay. So, MetaQuest, MetaQuest 2, just got a huge update. What? I need to update mine. Yeah. Uh, Game Pass is coming or is it is or is coming to vr so MetaQuest 2 is getting xbox game pass yes whoa now caveat you're playing the game through the cloud so you can play which you can already do on game pass uh but it's pretty much you're playing your games in big screen mode so it's still a 2d screen but you're in vr but you're able to play through the cloud and you're able to use your Xbox controller with your VR headset. What? And I believe I believe it's already here. Yes, it is here. So that is huge that Game Pass is coming to VR headsets. I'm sorry. What was that? It's uh, I'm looking at someone uh, a review of it, and it seems as though it's been out for two months. Uh, Xbox Game Pass on MetaQuest Two. Well, I think that was the announce. They announced that it was code the first side loading. People were side loading it, but now it's officially. Oh. It's officially on MetaQuest Two. That just That's happened like cool. this week. Yeah. So I definitely want to try it out because there are a lot of games on Game Pass, like the indie type games that you can play through cloud just fine like not an issue at all like uh the potions game where you make potions i love that game i just don't want to sit at my computer and play so be able to put my vr headset and sit in my bed and play it on a huge virtual screen <laughs> like yeah i'm definitely i definitely need to i just updated my meta quest too just to because i want to try this out but yeah i wanted to put that out so any of you guys that got vr headsets have game pass Game Pass is now on your VR headset. I have a question. What yeah. is preventing you specifically from using your VR headset every day? 
like a uh, ease of access so i would say like with metaquest 2 is probably the easiest as far as headset or vr to access but yeah it's the ease of access of like all right i gotta put it on now that i put it on i need to make sure that i'm in an area that i'm good and i can just focus on vr now i think uh which would make it a lot easier is because you know what the pass-through mode is in black and white mm-hmm. if with on the new with the MetaQuest pro that has color pass-through if i had that i think i would use it a lot more because i would be more willing to wear it around and walk around my house because i'd still be able to go do stuff and get stuff done in between games like when i'm pausing it instead of having to take my headset all the way off right and the rumor is that the MetaQuest 3 which is supposed to be coming at the end of the year is going to have color pass through. So if that does happen, I'll probably upgrade to that. And it's supposed to be half the size of Meta uh, yeah, Quest 2. Yeah, it goes like this. Yeah, so being that much lighter and having that much ease of access it would make me want to use it more and having the color pass through. Being able to see my world around me at the same time when I'm gaming on it would make me use it more. Wow. I, I want I want to say that if, like, when I think of how, where people say VR is not where it, it needs to be in terms of daily usage, I want to believe, one, we don't have the applications that are necessary for, like, for example, I don't even know where my phone is right now. Um, we get up and we immediately do what? We check our phones no one's really getting up and putting on their VR to check anything. Right. Exactly. So that's what I was thinking it may need. But now that we have Game Pass coming to, or that now that it's here for uh, MetaQuest, that just tells me that it's going to have more stuff coming in. People are going to be gaming more in their VR uh, headsets, especially now that they have access to more titles. I mean, I'm really excited. Watching movies with you guys is something that I also want to experience. Oh, yeah. And we do need to do that because the big screen app also got a big update, too. Because before on the big screen app, you couldn't see the other people that were in there watching it with you. Now you can see the other people's avatars and stuff and talk to them like you're at the movies. Like, that is pretty dope. So, yeah, it's a lot of updates coming out. And it's, it's just coming rapidly. And I'm excited for the next version to VR, VR headsets to come out. Because they're pretty much just limited to like the processors that are being made. Because they only make new processors for the VR headsets like every three years anyway. So that's why that's why the MetaQuest 3 is coming out. Because there's going to be a new processor coming out. Which is twice as powerful as the current one. Rainbow says, sounds like she's going to sell hers. Uh, I literally have to put myself in the play. The what? The play gate. Oh, the Playgate while using it. My mom said the movies portion is cool. I do like the... Uh, oh, she the, went on a date in VR? That's oh, pretty that's dope. Cool. Like, to be honest, yeah, whenever we get in VR and we hang out, it feels like you guys are right there. But I think the problem is, like... Getting together. I, getting together, yeah. Like, I don't just know, like, oh, oh, they're on. Like, maybe, maybe if VR had, like, like a lobby? Not even like a lobby, but maybe if they 
I don't know, let's say they do a partnership with like Alexa or something. And your friends sign on and Alexa's in my house and is like, hey, blah, blah, blah is chilling in their house in VR. That might make me be like, oh, you know what? Let me hop on my headset and go just say what's up, see what they're doing. Like something like that, some type of notification. I mean, that could probably get annoying if you have a lot of friends, but I mean, I don't know. In VR, I feel like I only add people that I know. Mm. So it's kind of one of those things. Or you could probably modify the notifications and only have like your favorite people be announced via Alexa in your house or however. I think that would make me do it more. Like if it was like, oh, you know, Nick is online on VR doing this. My, My issue was, not was, is, is that whenever i sign on to my vr it had i initially had it linked to my facebook account so i when i got on family friends co-workers everybody saw me get online they was just like oh yano's on at 3 a.m in the morning what you doing i'm getting all kinds of i was just like oh man invisible <laughs> so yeah That's that funny. was my issue yeah but they, they also just did an update too now because I think one of the other things that was stopping me was multitasking in VR, right? Uh, and they just came out with an update for that, too. Because now you can be in a game and pull up your Instagram or your messaging service over your game overlay and not have to close the game out. Well, so cool. now you can pull up the browser and do all that stuff multitasking while you're in the game, which is typically what I would do while I'm gaming on my PC, like. I might be gaming, but I have a web browser up and I'm also doing something else on there. So, oh, and they've upgraded the finger tracking. Oh, yeah. Now you can use your finger individual no, fingers. They up, yeah, they updated it even more now because now you actually have more control because you know how you teleport to move around? Now you can actually do that with your hands. Oh, and they, cool. they just came out with a new software for you to test out the new features of the, the hand tracking, which is super dope. So now... That would be another thing that would help me, like, be in VR more. If I didn't have to use a controller. Mm. Like, just using my hands would be great. But, yeah. Could you imagine not even needing a controller anymore, but you could play games? No, that would be crazy. <laughs> that would be wild. you just be like... <laughs> you would look like you're having a seizure, man. Future's right around the corner, brother. <laughs> I've been integrated. Oh man. All right. Let's get to our last story. So our last story, story number six, wait, Remo said it didn't work for me. Maybe one of y'all can look at mine on Saturday. What the finger tracking? I'll definitely look at it for you. The finger tracking is dope. Uh, you got to turn it on. It's in like the beta, uh, test stuff. It's in your settings, but, uh, yeah. Story number six. So story number six is from comic book gaming. By Logan Moore, uh, Nintendo rumor claims open world Donkey Kong game is in development. A new Nintendo rumor has claimed that an open world Donkey Kong game is in the works and could launch on an eventual successor to the Switch. For a prolonged period of time, various rumors and reports have continued to state that a new Donkey Kong game of some sort would be released by Nintendo soon. While these rumors have always been somewhat spotty, Previous assertions have suggested that the Donkey Kong title was being developed by the same team at Nintendo behind Super Mario Odyssey. 
Unfortunately, it sounds like many of these previous rumors may have been quite legitimate. Based on, a new, on new information from Nintendo Prime and the latest episode of Nintendo Prime Podcast, uh, Nintendo has had a new 3D Donkey Kong game in development for quite some time. This project is said to have strangely been helmed by Activision Studio Vicarious Visions, which also works on Destiny. Before, or they did work on Destiny, before eventually moving in-house to be worked on at Nintendo around 2017 and 2018. Since that time, Nintendo is said to have been toiling away on the game at the same studio that developed Super Mario Odyssey. The, begin the being said... That being said, many of these team members that are be making the game are said to have spun off from the Mario group to develop the title. When it comes to specifics of this Donkey Kong game itself, the project was said to have been titled Donkey Kong Freedom at one point, but it's not known if this was ever an official name. Beyond this, the game supposedly takes place in the open world and would allow Donkey Kong to slide on trees to get around, similar to Tarzan. Longtime Nintendo designer and director Shigeru Miyamoto is also is also claimed to have been heavily involved with the new Donkey Kong game. Nintendo Prime went on to say that the project is absolutely still in development, added that it could be a launch game for Nintendo's next console. Hmm. So do you do you feel like rumors these rumors can are true? Because they're not leaks, but they're rumors. Yeah. Hmm. You know. Take every rumor with a grain grain of salt, but I do think this is something in development for sure. Do I think it will come out? Who knows? Maybe like, on the next gen. But I mean, that's what the rumor says. But when is the next gen co Nintendo console? Remember, we talked about this. We did say Nintendo comes out with a new system anywhere between five to six, seven years, and we are in that time frame next year. So something may be announced between this time and the end end of next year. So my thing is, if they are developing it, right, and they're developing developing it for the next Nintendo console, I do not believe that Nintendo is going to come out with another console until they can find a way for everything on Nintendo Switch to come with it. Ooh, if Nintendo's, yeah, if Nintendo Switch cannot, if it's not completely backwards compatible, like this would have to be like, this would have to be like a Nintendo Switch Pro type of situation where... Or, you know, how they came out with the the little expansion pack for the 64. Oh, yeah, yeah, It would have to be, like, one of those situations where you would only be able to play some games on the new console, but still, they would still come out with regular Switch games as well. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Shoot. Was Donkey Kong one of the games that you needed to have an expansion pack to play? I think so. For the N64, I do believe you did need the expansion pack to do the multiplayer aspect of it. I could be I could be wrong. What N64 games required expansion pack? I don't want to know which ones utilized. Oh, there's only two that actually required it. Looks like it 
did, but I it was Donkey Kong and Zelda. Zelda needed it. Majora's Mask. Oh, Majora's Mask. Console RAM upgrade bundled with the. And let me ask you a question: Did you do you feel like the Nintendo Wii and the Wii U was the pro version of the Wii, or that was a whole system entirely of its own? It was. I think that was a whole system entirely its own. So, do you think Nintendo's going to do something like that, or are they going to try to have some kind of new docking system replace the current one and call that the Pro system or something like that? I mean, there's multiple ways they could go about this, right? They could come out with a new dock that has more power that attach attaches more power to your console. But the problem with that is those games that require that power would only be able to play be played in dock mode. Uh, and I know they don't want to do that. They want to make sure that you can play your Switch games wherever you On the go. That makes sense, actually. So if anything, it would be a whole new console that has more power, but pretty much still looks like a Switch, uses the same Joy-Cons, and it can still play regular Switch games. More like a, like a Game Boy... Uh... Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Dang. Advance? No, was it Advance? Or DS? DS. Because it could play the older games. Right. It was DS Lite, right? I don't remember. Uh, Lot 4 says, I'm surprised that the Switch doesn't have a 5G radio. So, yeah, I I wanted them to do that so bad. Like, I was like, man, if Switch only, you know, allowed you to have a 5G connection... So you could play on the go anywhere you want. But wouldn't it need like a sim? Yeah, they, they, well, it wouldn't need a sim, sim, but you would have definitely be paying for service. And I don't think people are willing to do that. Not for a gaming system? I mean, yeah. some people would. I think some people would. If it was fast enough. Lot 4 says Verizon sells the Switch. I didn't know that. I didn't know they sold Switches. I knew they no. sold PS5s and Xboxes, but not Switches. I didn't know. No, if they did that, if they did a, they did that. I mean, it's kind of, it's one of those things like, does the Switch really need its own 5G connection? Because. Need is a strong word. Yeah, because you know what I do when I go, when I'm playing my Switch and I want to play online, I use the hotspot on my phone. And it works just as well. I mean, I'm killing two batteries, but shoot, if the Switch had a 5G connection, that battery price. (laughs) be eaten alive too and i think that's what i think that's what they wanted to prevent so it doesn't i don't think it really needs it i think it would just be one of those things that would up the price of the switch and make it less appealing for the masses i have a question yeah predictions when do you think nintendo is going to announce their next gen uh system Mm, I don't know. Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. Uh, twenty twenty three now. Shoot, I don't think we hear about a new Switch till at least twenty twenty five. Really? You so yeah. they're not. I think next year, by the end of the next year, like before the Game Awards, they're going to at least show or announce that their work. Because then it would be foolish. Because that same thing happened to Sega. They were just like. 
a new system, new game uh, systems coming out, and it was terrible marketing. And they, I hope that we all learned that's not how you do it. Within the next three years, that's a little bit long, right? No, I think, bro, it's it's not broke, so they don't need to fix it. It's still one of the highest selling consoles in the entire right. industry. Now, the only the only thing that would stop it that like would probably force their hand is damn I don't know what could force their hand nothing really forces Nintendo's hand like they don't really need third party games they could stick with their Nintendo games and keep doing what they're doing anytime they come in a rut they just release a big game you know Tears of the Kingdom's coming out oh yeah that's what they do Nintendo's gonna Nintendo but I, I do We've been talking about, we've literally been talking about the performance of the Nintendo Switch since it released. True. And ain't nothing changed except for the screen. They made the screen better. <laughs> what would oh, Nintendo... No, they added, um, uh, what was it called? For the Pro, or the, oh, what's it called? The, the OLED? OLED? Yeah, that one. What'd they, they add? Added, um, the screen, that's it. Built in, um... The kickstand? Didn't it doesn't have a built-in um port, Ethernet port? That's on the dock. Oh. So you can always buy the dock with it. Oh. But the switch itself, there's nothing different except the screen is glass, it's the OLED screen, which is better, and the battery's life is a tiny bit better. And it's the kickstand's way better. Then that's more incentive for them to announce a new system. That's what I think. Mm, I don't know. What would Nintendo need add to the switch? which would take it to the next generation. Hmm, The next gen. I don't think. I didn't predict this was going to be a handheld system, to be honest with you. Even though they announced. We don't, I can't really category Nintendo with next generation, right? We're we're talking about, yeah, they, they're not looking to be next generation. They're looking to be Nintendo. So, they're not going to compete graphically wise. That's not what they're trying to do. They haven't been trying to do that forever. So like, I don't know what they would do. The only thing they could do is wait for better uh, mobile graphics cards and uh, processors to get better battery life and slightly better graphics. Uh, Only reason I got the OLED is because of Splatoon special edition. They play in games. Only reason I got the OLED is because the screen looks way better and it's bigger, and that kickstand's way better. I don't even use it though. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. I don't use it. <laughs> I never use the kickstand. Maybe like once in a blue moon. Man is white. What about um uh the battery life? The battery life is better on it. It's slightly better. <laughs> slightly better. It's, it's not. Better. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. Like you probably get like an extra thirty minutes. Is that it in your hand? Yeah. So the screen just looks better. Just looks it does bad. look bigger though. God, the screen is bigger. Massive. Wow. And you I see... do want one, but mm. who's online? Everybody. Oh man. I I have to say, Nintendo really could do some really cool stuff. And now that we know, uh, is it Miyamoto? The kickstand is way better though. Like, 
that little flimsy kickstand that's on the original oh this wow is the, the whole yeah. thing is a kickstand yeah and the sd card goes in there now but it's way wow. better way more sturdy and the screen just looks way better it does look better that looks really focus focus <laughs> yeah. brighter of course I i'm playing splatoon do well i do too but uh yeah i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do uh, nintendo you know they know what they're doing i think there's nothing really whatever they're gonna do is gonna be what we least expect to be honest because nobody really expected a console where that you could take the controller i mean yeah because the wii u wasn't like that it was just a whole nother tablet attached to the console nobody expected a screen that you could the tablet you could take the controllers off and definitely was not it worked so well so we'll see nintendo's gonna nintendo they are gonna nintendo but like i said i think two years within 2025 we probably hear all right they're gonna come out with a pro version but they're not gonna do it unless everything switch comes with it if it's not completely like if they don't want i don't think they want to do a brand new console okay. i think they want to do a brand new switch that still plays all your old switch because the switch library is massive it's massive it's probably like one of the biggest libraries they've had for any console i so, think so but yeah that's my take on it and that is our last story for today some good topics today man yeah man excited for thursday Oh, uh, so what we're going to do, let's touch on games coming out this week. Oh, it's not that much, actually. All right, so Remnant from the Ashes comes out on Switch March 21st, 2023. And this is what I'm talking about. They're getting all these third-party games. But my question is, like, who's playing them? Like, they're there if you want to play them. But who's playing them? Like, somebody's playing them. Somebody's playing them. It's just, you know, like, for example, some people will only purchase one system and they'll have that one system. So I, I'm OK with them getting these these titles. But like you said, who is playing them? Who is it? See, for? And that's the thing. Their audience is different from like PlayStation's audience and Xbox's audience. Nintendo's audience, they don't care about AAA graphics. They care about how good the game is. And they're willing to deal with lower scaled graphics uh so that comes out remnant from the ashes comes out march 21st on the switch to comes out on playstation 5 playstation oh, 4 yeah. and pc you know that game yeah we talked about it that's the game what? where the lady trans she's she glides and oh she yeah, yeah 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 that game looks really pretty yeah. that comes out on the 21st uh have a nice death Ooh, see switch and pc mm-hmm. march 22nd have a nice death is one of those games that I want. And that's what this Nintendo Switch does the best. These indie games that come out, they're perfect to play on the Switch. And it's all the game's got a nine out of ten. Wow. And I want Ch- it. I think people like Chibi. So anything Chibi uh and it's kind of adultish, they're gonna it wins every time. If you guys haven't seen Have a Nice Death, it's this game. I love it. It looks beautiful. Oh, it's by Gearbox. It is. So they got trailer. Do they have what? They got gameplay overview. 
This game just looks cool. It's on PC and it's on Switch, but the thing is, these type of games, I will buy on my Switch before I buy them on my PC. Because when I buy them on PC, I'm like, oh, I'm wasting the power of my PC. <laughs> Let me play this on Switch. You know what I mean? So this is the type of game that that I am going to play, and I'm going to get this, which is why they don't need to make a new Switch yet. How did you hear I'm, about this game? Uh, they showed it. I think they showed it at the Game Awards, oh. and I it was mere, it was purely just off the artwork and the style of the game that I was like, I want it. Uh, Atelier Riser Three: Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key comes out on PlayStation Five, Four, and Switch on March twenty third. No idea what that is. Let me see. What is it? Altair Riser Three. Oh, let me see. Let me look at the Switch version since we're talking Switch. <laughs> I like the art style. I mean, I say that every time, but this art style, I definitely like. It reminds me of um, Sword Art Online, the art style. Wait. Oh, yeah. It's RPG? Yeah. It's RPG? See, they do RPGs well, too. Is it 2D, 2D, 3D RPG? Yes, that's exactly what this looks like. Cell shaded or shell shaded? I don't know what it is. <laughs> 3D. 2D, 3D. Yo, it is like cell shaded 3D. <laughs> but this looks cool too. It does. Like when you're playing games like this, you're not looking for like, man, I need AAA as real as possible graphics. This looks beautiful. I would play this. Yep. Looks like something I'm going to play too, to be honest. But that comes out. When does it come out? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, the 23rd. And then you got Stor Storyteller on Switch and PC. Don't know what that is. Uh, That comes out on the 23rd. And then Resident Evil 4 Remake comes out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 4, and PC on March 24th. So we already know that's going to be a banger. Yeah, it is. Man, uh, that's going to be uh, a great title right there. Everyone's going to be playing that one. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Next episode's host will be... Ooh, Thursday. I think it's just going to be me, you, maybe Dax and Lily. Because Cinderella's not going to be there and Rainbow's not going to be there. Oh, okay. So it's going to be Dax, Lily, BTG, and myself. Yeah, so I think okay. that's what it's going to be. And with that, if you want more content from the Night Kids, where can they find you, Yano? You guys can find me, Yano Nick, over at twitch.tv forward slash Yano Nick. And for updates, you can follow me over at Twitter at NK underscore Yano Nick. BTG, where can we find you, bro? Uh, you can find me here on Twitch on the Team Nike's channel on uh, Twitch, Black and Tie Guy Plays, Instagram, also Black and Tie Guy Plays, and on Twitter, NK underscore BTG Plays. And according to Rainbow Kisses, Cinderella will be there Thursday. Oh, cool. So if we're going to do the pot of gold, most likely she will be taking over and asking us questions. Awesome. All right.
And do we have a raid? I did not check to see if we have someone to raid. Yeah, y'all got somebody to raid? Ooh, great question. Let's raid. Let's raid. Let's raid. Dang, when does this have a nice death come out? Because I'm two days. I'm going to get it. You would would you be interested in raiding another podcast? Sure. Alright, so this is Channel Awesome. I watched them a lot when I was in middle school and high school. And this guy, a lot of people know him as um the nostalgia critic. Um, this is his podcast. However, he's not on it today. Uh, but this is his podcast and his crew that he works with. Oh, they're not live right now? Oh, they're live. Oh. Wait, I thought I posted it. Channel Awesome. Channel Awesome. Cool. All right, so we're going to raid Channel Awesome. Uh, and remember, this has been Night Kids After Dark Podcast, where gamers discuss gamer things every Monday and Thursday live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash team night kids and we will see you guys thursday guys make sure you show channel awesome the same love you guys show us and we appreciate the support later deuces